news and local community roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Hello, everyone. We're out of breath. We're trying to get some water and everything else. so We can do the second round. Once again, if you just joined us, you will be pleased to know that Sanchali has come back. She's come back from her vacation in Kolkata. Sanchali? Yes, totally rejuvenated, recharged. Recharged and, and ready to go. Great. In 10 minutes, you got re- rejuvenated. <laughs> in, in 10 minutes? No, she just came back from Kolkata. I know, 10 days, I said. Oh, you said 10 minutes. You did say 10 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, well, she just went and got some water. Promotes, <laughs> promotes having these Freudian slips yeah. hither and thither. Right. Well, right. welcome back, everyone. I think we had a good quiz show in the last one hour. And uh, our winner was very knowledgeable, knew most of the answers. Very impressive. Right. So congratulations again to Pavan. But the other two were very sporting and, you know. Well, let me, uh, without further ado, let me just pa- mention that our program this time is very, very packed. We've got four people that we're going to be interviewing. We're not going to have time for sports or uh, entertainment because the last person on is Jyotika Karve, and she was she, she was a she requested being on because she's leaving town on next few days. And then also we have a very quick little call that's going to be made by one of the future interviewees who's coming on on December 10th. Her name is Sonia Ritchie, so she'll be calling in at about four, at 4.10. So, Sanchali? You did that to me, the, to us the last time too I was here. We had no sports or entertainment. Okay. Right. It's, sometimes this happens when That's you get fine. very popular. I was so eager to talk about all the movies. That but this is what happens when you get so popular. And you got so people calling in. so much going on, FIFA World Cup. Anyway, all right. So, uh, welcome back, folks. You are listening to Indo-American News Radio. And you did hear our Unplugged session a little while ago. I, oh, I think I know this. And uh, the guest lineup for our next two hours for today, Saturday, November 26th, which you're listening to either on 98.7 FM or the Masala Radio app. Uh, And you can also hear our recorded show on podcast, which is uploaded on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public and Breaker. Please do subscribe to our free podcast channel to be uh, notified of new updates and then just click to listen. So uh, our first um, section at 4.20, segment rather, is um, at 4.20 and it's going to be about uh, drunk driving. So the holidays are here, but along with the partying and merriment, there is a rise in drunk driving cases. Stats show that despite increased awareness campaigns, DUI cases account for many horrific uh, uh, deaths on the roads. Harris County Assistant DA... Uh, Nathan Beadle. That's right, Nathan Beadle. Nathan yeah. Beadle mm-hmm. will be joining us to explain what constitutes DUI and what the penalties are. Ashok Rao, our uh, guest who has been, you know, joining us the last for the, uh, a couple of uh, months now, he will be on back again at 4:50. He has captivated us with descriptions of the technologies he believes change the world, and he has given fascinating accounts about glass and coal. And this week. The entrepreneur and restaurateur, uh, restaurateur describes the technology of sound. 
The Indo-American Charity Foundation is the oldest community organization that deals with local charities and provides them with grants to further their good works. At 5.20 p.m. after a hiatus due to COVID, IACF will hold their in-person gala next week. So at 5.20, uh, President Joseph Elankil and um, Rosh Rajan will be here to describe this year's gala. Um, so we will be looking forward to that. And... Uh, Art and artists can be found in the most unusual locales. Uh, it is often just a matter of finding them and bringing them to worldview and appreciation. Mumbaikar Jyotika Karve has made it her life's mission to find such Indian artwork at their source in villages and curating them in modern art in, village, in, in fairs. We are fortunate to have her in the studio at 5.40 p.m. to talk about her curated collections, which were displayed in Miami this month. Also, stay tuned in for news roundup, views, sports, no sports and no movie reviews. Sorry. Today. Uh-huh. Sorry about that this time. <laughs> so today we won't have those two segments. And to be featured on our show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. And here's Pramod with his excellent news roundup. Thank you, Sanchali. We missed you. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot uh, return the same, you know, reciprocate the same oh, really? sentiment. What? What? How do you say that? Okay. When we did Un- not miss you, Sanjali. Unfortunately. We did not miss you. We were just joking. <laughs> we were joking, Sanjali. We did not miss you at all. All right. Regardless, live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. Early voting has started for voters in Georgia for the runoff election between Democrat Senator Raphael Warnock and his Republican opponent Herschel Walker. According to recent polls, Warnock has a slight lead. If this lead holds up, Democrats will gain a 51 to 50 majority in the Senate. In a related development, MAGA Republican Carrie Lake is refusing to concede her loss in the Arizona governor's race to Democrat Katie Hobbs. After meeting Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago earlier this week, Lake has filed a lawsuit against the Maricopa County election officials, alleging that some of her supporters were not able to vote. Meanwhile, the Supreme Court has dismissed Trump's challenge and he will have to turn over six years of his tax returns to a House committee. With Trump being an expert in delaying tactics, let's see how we'll continue to frustrate the House Committee. Here in Harris County, the Texas Supreme Court has declined to throw out the 2000 Harris County ballots cast during an extended voting hour on Election Day between 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. With more than 1.1 million votes cast in Harris County, the 2000 additional votes are not likely to change election outcomes. However, a handful of candidates in tight races may consider legal challenges over the election results. At this time, we are between Black Friday and Cyber Monday. According to local retailers, there were plenty of spaces in the mall parking lots. Apparently, Black Friday is no longer a 24-hour bonanza to exclusive deals, long checkout lanes, and crowded stores. 
However, Cyber Monday may hold up its reputation because of rising interest in online shopping. On the economic front, Wood McKinsey is projecting that the North American natural gas market will triple in size due to a rapidly growing LNG industry along the Gulf Coast. Over the decade, gas production in North America could jump by 29 billion cubic feet per day as the continent responds to the world's growing demand for gas. On the COVID front, there were nearly 43,000 COVID-19 cases in the United States on Friday, an increase of 7% in the 14-day average, and there were 335 deaths. New variants continue to rise, but most people and government officials are putting the COVID pandemic behind them. The Texas Department of State Health Services will no longer provide daily COVID statistics, but instead will provide the information on a weekly basis. At the FIFA Soccer World Cup, American France were thrilled at the scoreless draw their young team achieved the, against the mighty English team on Friday. The U.S. will play Iran on Tuesday. If they win, they'll qualify for the round of 16. Some of the dominant teams include France with 6 points, Poland with 4 points, and Argentina with just one recently. Uh, the Texans will play the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. The team has benched quarterback Davis Mills and hopes uh, the backup quarterback Kyle Allen will perform better. Finally this afternoon with high gas prices, don't you wish you could press a button and lower prices just for yourself? Miguel Manzano did just that to steal over 800 gallons at the price of one cent per gallon by using a pocket device to keep the gas pump from registering the proper amount of fuel that was being taken from the pump. Mm -hmm. That's all the news for this afternoon. More discussions, views, and music as we continue with the Indo-American News Talk Show. So it's that easy, huh? To Apparently, you to can fool, get that device. Fool the devi to fool the gas pump. It's like uh, one of the clickers to open your doors. Yeah, and but you can also get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. But the Harris County elections, uh, wasn't uh, they opened the gates late, so that's why they stayed open another yeah, hour. Yeah, an hour. So that's not, they're not going to allow it. No, they are. They are. They're, so they are allowing those 2,000 votes. Yeah, the Supreme counted. Court have already voted okay. on this. Yeah, Texas okay. Supreme Court already okay. voted on okay. this. Okay, we have uh, a very late entrant to our program, somebody who's going to be talking to us for just about a minute or so. Uh, it's a person, uh, her name is Sonia Rishi, and she will be joining us very, uh, to talk about her, her foundation, which is called the Women Ambassadors Foundation. And Sonia will be on our show later on uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, but uh, she's going to be traveling to Poland very shortly, and, and she'll be calling in from Poland when that happens. Wow. So in the meanwhile, I just asked her to call in right now and just talk to her a little bit. Hi, Sonia, how are you? Hello, Jay. This is Sonia. Yeah, we have you on the air. Go right ahead. Tell oh. us very quickly. We're happy that you'll be joining us uh, in a couple of weeks. Yes, and thank you for having me on your program. I uh, I'm honored, and uh, so give me the chance to speak. Actually, the foundation was uh, originally created by uh, Marilyn Sefocle, and uh, and I'm uh, working with her to uh, want like to take this uh, foundation to the next level. Nonetheless, um, you know, I I, I uh, 
embrace the same values. So we're working together on that um, uh, purpose. So that foundation was created in 1999. And um, so Marilyn, uh, maybe I should tell you who is the founder, who is Marilyn specifically. So she is an entrepreneur. She is a professor of business and diplomacy at Howard University. Wow. She's also Nice. More importantly, more importantly, she uh, she used to work as a public information assistant at the United Nations, in New York City. Right. And when, this is when she realized how women were basically barely part of this diplomatic world, and um, and even myself having family members diplomats, and they were all males, and so. Uh, so that's when the Women's <laughs> Ambassadors Foundation came to mind. Well, yeah. Well, um, uh, Sonia, uh, I just wanted to have you on very quickly um, uh, because we're going to go on with the rest of our show. But you're traveling to Poland. Have a safe trip. And when we'll be talking to you from Poland then, right? Absolutely. And thank you again for having, having me on the program. Thank you again. Sure, sure. You're thank welcome. Thank you. Looking forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Right, so, uh, and we're going to be going to uh, the rest of our show, Sinchali? Yes. Who's going to be talking about Nathan? Nathan? Yeah, I have his introduction. Oh, okay, he, he's going to be calling in very shortly. Nathan has been on our show before, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, the last name Beadle rings a bell. Right, yeah. he actually talked about, uh, with, uh, with, an, uh, with another DA, um, I think it was Lynn Gwen. And they talked about um, uh, criminal investigations, what it takes in order to start a criminal investigation and so on. But right now, he's going to be calling in talking about DUI. Have you ever been arrested of DUI? No. Promote? Have you? You are? Have Fortunately you? not. No, I never have, but, but <laughs> I know some people have. Yeah. And so that must be Nathan. Okay. All right. In fact, I know of someone we had on our show recently who was <laughs> arrested oh, for really? that. Yeah. So, so did he, um, uh, what were the consequences? I do not know all the details. I just know that, yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't, like, we will get to know, you know, as soon as we start talking to Nathan. Right, but there's one thing. It used to be called DWI. A lot right, of people say right, DWI. Right. That's driving while and so I had a friend who said that was drunk while intoxicated. I said, wait a minute, drunk while intoxicated. No, driving while intoxicated. <laughs> so now it is under the influence. It can be influence of drugs. drugs it can or, be influence yeah. of uh, alcohol. So. I, influence of another person. <laughs> <laughs> Joar, I'm sure well, Nathan will clarify that. <laughs> every other person. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife says to the left. <laughs> Backseat drivers. The wife says left and you turn right. Yeah. Then you get into a fight. Yeah. And, and then you're you, under the influence. Then you pull out your gun and you shoot her. <laughs> <laughs> and that Thank becomes God. a different crime. <laughs> Thank God no one's married to Joe Arman. <laughs> <laughs> then a whole bunch of uh, district attorneys will be after you. Right, including Nathan Beadle who would say, hey, you know, we told you not to do this. We already explained this to you on Indo-American News Radio. But... Nathan it's is probably funny. he's probably smiling while he's listening to this. Right. So, but we will have him with us right after these commercial messages, which start in about thirty seconds. 
and you're uh, listening to indo-american news radio folks and, and please if do you want call to call us, us yeah go ahead uh, our number here in the studio is 281-277-6874 if you have any questions for nathan or if you just want to talk to us about the show how we are doing we'd love to hear from you and please do participate in our quiz contests which we have right two weeks uh, yeah. two weeks from now yes actually by the way next saturday i'm not going to be here I will be Are you expecting us to tell you that you go, we we're going to miss you Joe? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> For 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> well, you will be missed Jawar. <laughs> There will be <laughs> no one to control the board. Touch 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 touch. Sanjali has never learned the fine art of board control. Of, I know. <laughs> Maybe we'll put her to the test. But yeah, she's yeah. learned the fine art of Jawar control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think she's had plenty of years of experience. <laughs> <laughs> But Pramod does a good job of Pramod, controlling the phone. Except for the phone lines. That's where he... Yeah, in, his, in his own kind of quiet way, Pramod a... has controlled me for 42 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, folks, don't go away. This is Indo-American News. We'll be back with Nathan Beadle, who's from the Harris County District Attorney's Office. So don't go away. We'll be right back. News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo American News Radio For eight years, Sankran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Sankran Thai Kitchen in Upper Uptown Park, close to River Oaks Memorial and Post Oak. For reservations, 713-993-9096. Willie, Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, Immigration Attorney, live every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Very pleased to introduce Nathan Beadle. Uh, Nathan attended the University of Washington in Seattle graduating with a Bachelor of Science degree in Wildlife Biology and a minor in Forest Management. He went on to receive a Juris Doctorate degree from Syracuse University of Law and a Master of Science in Environmental Science in, from the State University of New York's College of Environmental Science and Forestry. From 2000 to 2005, Nathan worked as an intern and then 
a Harris County Assistant District Attorney under the then District Attorneys Johnny Holmes and Chuck Rosenthal, always assigned to the Trial Bureau. From 2017 to 2020, he served as Misdemeanor Division Chief. He was elevated to the Bureau Chief in 2021 and now runs the Misdemeanor Alternative Solutions and Environmental Divisions. Welcome, Nathan, to Indo-American News Radio. Well, thank you for having me back. Well, yes. Uh, were you there? Were you listening in when I was talking about the right turn or the left turn? I was listening, actually, <laughs> and I was smiling, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that would have resulted in major consequences. But, Nathan, I know I asked you last time you were on, but how did you get from wildlife management to and forestry to law? Well, I... I make the comment to people that understand about wildlife biology that now I study one species and it's human. <laughs> human. <That's true. laughs> the wildest of um, the species. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that that's the joke. But you know, really, the University of Washington is a great university up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I continued that in law school, getting my master's in environmental science and my law degree. But really, I took an interest in criminal law while I was in law school, and it never changed when I started to intern at the Harris County DA's office. I see, I see. Okay. And how long have you been with the Harris County DA's office? Ten years now. Wow. And you've been in Houston for ten years then? Or no more? No, I've been in, I've been in Houston since 2001, but I had stints here back in 96 through 98 before I went to law school, and then when I came back and interned in the summer. I see. Okay. Well, the last time you were here, you talked about criminal investigations, and we asked you, and was it Miss Gwen? She was Lynn Gwen? Lynn Gwen, yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh, about criminal investigations, what, how they went about doing that. And so this time around, you're going to be talking about DUI. And can you explain to us what a DUI is? Well, actually, the legislature in Texas calls it driving while intoxicated, or DWI. Oh, um, okay. we just were wondering, yeah, why is it not DWI anymore and DUI? So it's still DWI? It's always been DWI in the state of Texas. There is a minor statute for DUI, but it's reserved for people under the age of 21. Uh, what I think you're getting confused about is that every state has the ability to call this offense, you know, operating a motor vehicle with some sort of intoxicant in your system, whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Texas has selected driving while intoxicated. I think the one that a lot of people are familiar with is California, which is driving under the influence, which is a DUI. But other states call it OUI or operating under the influence. Everybody has a different name for it, but we call it DWI here in Texas. Okay, well, That's uh, good to know. So driving Makes while intoxicated. So the intoxication can be... Alcohol uh, and drugs, or is it just alcohol? It can be alcohol. It can be prescription medication. It can be illegal drugs. It can be a combination of any of the three that I just described. So I've seen cases where you have alcohol, prescription drugs, and illegal drugs all in one person's system. So it's any combination where somebody's intoxicated or they've lost the normal use, 
of their mental or physical faculties by reason of induction of some intoxicant or combination of intoxicants. Well, not to be flippant about this, but really, I mean, I'm just wondering, what about being under the influence of another person? <laughs> um, well, that doesn't that count. would be a different possibility. Um, <laughs> that would be reckless that, that driving. Applies uh, only to Jawahar. It's um, sexual harassment. <laughs> Maybe you should pull over. You know. <laughs> Kidnapping. <laughs> All right. Okay. What but uh, Nathan, uh, what are the penalties or consequences of getting a DUI or DWI ticket and arrest? Well, it's not a ticket. First of all, it's a Class B or A misdemeanor if it's a first offense. Um, and let me explain. There are two different varieties of first offenders in driving while intoxicated cases that we'll see. Um, the first is somebody having a blood alcohol concentration below 0.15. Um, that would be a Class B misdemeanor punishable of up to 180 days in jail and a $2,000 fine. Um, but most people get probation or some sort of diversion in those cases at the worst case. Um, then you have an elevated blood alcohol concentration of above 0.15, which is a Class A misdemeanor. The legislature made that a Class A, which is up to a $4,000 fine and up to a year in jail. Um, and then we do see DWI seconds, which is always a Class A misdemeanor, which means somebody has a prior conviction for a DWI and has happened again. And again, that's a Class A misdemeanor where you can have a $4,000 fine and up to a year in the Harris County Jail. And what, what if you're a repeat offender beyond the second? The second? After the second offense, if you are caught a third time, that is a felony of the third degree where you're looking at two to ten years in prison and up to a $10,000 fine. Wow. Two to ten years in prison. Correct. And $10,000 fine. So, uh, Does your uh, driving driver's license get revoked? There are different stages, and that's a different part of being arrested for DWI. It's called an administrative process with the Department of Public Safety. Um, but if you have a breath test failure, which means you blew above .08, um, your license will be suspended. If you refuse to um, provide a specimen, your license will be suspended. Either way, the Department of Public Safety has an administrative hearing process to challenge whether or not a suspension is valid. Yeah, I see. Um, so uh, people uh, who are listening to us right now, they need to be very careful about this because right now is the prime drinking s season yeah. for the next 30 days. The holiday season. Yeah, everyone thinks there's a, there's a license to drink. But just to repeat what Nathan told us, if your blood, blood alcohol level is less than 0.15, it's 180 days or $2,000 in fine, or both, right? Yeah, well, let me be specific. It has to be greater than 0 0.08 and below 0.15, and that is a Class B misdemeanor, okay. which is 180 days in jail and or a $2,000 fine. Right, and then if it's above 0 0.15, it's a Class A misdemeanor, which is a $4,000 fine, and or one year in jail, and which is also the same if you get a second offense for the same thing. And then if it's the third offense, it's a felony with two to ten years in, in jail, 
I mean, and uh, and ten dollars. I'm sorry, ten thousand dollars in fine. Ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but at, at one, you know, it's it's you're laughing at this, but at once upon a time, you could get away with drunken driving without any consequences, mm -hmm. right, Nathan? I mean, that is the stories that I hear. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm old enough to to accurately comment on that. Uh huh. I see. I see. actually, I was uh, watching a show about the world's greatest inventions. And the breath analyzer was one of those inventions. And before this um, instrument was devised, uh, you could hardly get any convictions. Mm. But once this analyzer was introduced, uh, the situation changed. So they're quite accurate, huh, the breathalyzers? R right. Y yes, they are. Okay. One, of my one of my professors at the University of Houston, Dr. Herb Hare, Mm -hmm. He actually invented that device. No, he couldn't have. There's another person. Oh, well, he he, he was... <laughs> um, well, we'll talk about that later. So, <laughs> Nathan, do they still make you walk that line, you know, one foot, uh, you know, in front of the other uh, straight line? Yes, that's actually one of the standardized field sobriety tests called the walk and turn test. Uh -huh. And it is still readily used on a daily basis in our county. You know, when I took my driver's license and when I keep taking my uh, defensive driver's course, they tell you how many drinks it takes to get to that blood alcohol level. Do you mind sharing that with us or do you remember? Yeah, how many yeah. drinks? This is something that I think is commonly misunderstood in the public. And the reason I say that, I've done about 2,000 interviews with people charged with DWI in the last three years and their families and their lawyers sometimes. Um, blood alcohol concentration is measured in grams per 100 milliliters of, of breath. I'm sorry, breath or blood. So there's not many American measurements that are in grams, as I'm sure all of you are aware, Correct. right? Mm -hmm. So to break this down in standardized terms, if you are a 180-pound male, okay, and it has very specific and I'm, I'm talking only roughly numbers now, each standard alcoholic beverage, which is a certain amount of, it's a beer at four, I think, 0.5% alcohol, a standardized glass of wine, um, or a standard shot of alcohol will be about 0 0.02 for each drink that's consumed by a 180-pound male. Mm -hmm. So most people are not, the perfect 180-pound male specimen. They're either smaller or they're larger. Um, it also, there's a differentiation for sex differences. Yeah. Um, so traditionally, anybody who's smaller than 180 pounds, your BAC or blood alcohol concentration will be higher Correct. with that same standardized drink. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if the there's a rule of thumb... Uh, if yeah, there's a rule of thumb, cool. then it's probably be uh, three or four uh, drinks. No, that's too way too many. Well, see, that's exactly it. There's two other definitions of intoxicated in the state of Texas. It's uh -huh. loss of normal use of mental faculties or loss of normal use of physical faculties. And mm -hmm. I think we all know somebody that if they have one or two drinks, they've lost the normal use of their mental and physical faculties. Yeah, Whereas yeah. others are not even touched by, you know, so many. Yeah, I think the penalties are so great, and there's so many ride-sharing opportunities now available that weren't available, what, 10 years ago, even, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that 
really, if you're going to be planning on drinking in any way, shape, or form and leaving your house, you should probably take some sort of rideshare app right. to it. That so, will obviously protect you. Nathan, I'm going to move on to something else. What is a pre-trial diversion? What does that mean? Is that something... Yeah, a pretrial diversion is a power that the district attorney has to make a contract with someone charged with a crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, it's a form of probation, essentially, for the lay person, that there are a whole bunch of terms that would have to be completed in most pretrial diversions um, in order for the defendant to earn a dismissal in a particular case. And we have a very well-structured program for DWI first offenders called the DWI Pretrial Intervention Program that's been going on now for about 10 years total. Right. Um, so if you are a traditional first offender, uh, and uh, there's a lot of people out there that pick up this crime, last in 2021, over 15,000 people were charged with the DWI first in this county. And believe me, a lot of those people are just like every citizen that you would see at a voting booth, at the grocery store, at a restaurant, or anybody else. These things happen to people. Um, And because of that, we have some sort of structured program to help them earn a dismissal so that hopefully we never see them again. Well, but before everyone gets the idea that you can get off scot-free, going to probation really costs you something. You have to go and get blood tests or whatever tests, right? And every and and book and check in with somebody, a probation officer? It's it's even more intensive than that. So we require if it's an alcohol related DWI, you will have a machine in your car or a measuring device in your car that will not start the car for six months at a minimum wow. of contract. Um, otherwise, if you have some sort of employment restriction to where you can't have it in your car, like if you are a realtor, you probably wouldn't want to have one in your car if you're taking clients out to see houses. We put you on a portable device where you're going to have to blow into the machine on regular scheduled times during the entirety of a day, and that's for six months. Um, that will tell you if somebody is drinking or not very quickly and whether or not they're abiding by the terms of the contract. There are other DWI education requirements on the contract. There is community service as a requirement. And again, you already talked about checking in with the probation officer. If somebody has signs of more intensive need for treatment, that might have to do intensive outpatient treatment or supportive outpatient treatment. But again, this is all geared towards not seeing somebody again and giving them an opportunity to earn a dismissal. Right. Uh, Nathan, is it uh, a good idea to have a lawyer uh, to defend yourself on a uh, DWI charge? Well, I can't give legal advice, but but certainly let me make the analogy here. If I was going to have a heart attack, I'd probably go to a cardiologist and I wouldn't do it myself. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, if I have a plumbing problem and I'm not that great with plumbing, I'm probably going to call a plumber. Yeah, you don't probably. want to go on Google and get an answer. Right. So you, you cannot I, advise on that, in other words. But I think uh, I, I, we I, get the gist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, so uh, is, uh, that, is that an, uh, is a DUI an aggravated factor, that, uh, you know, for other crimes? Yeah, like uh, 
road accidents or fatalities? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say I usually look at 20 to 40 DWIs a day when I'm not on vacation. Or a day. I would, I would say 30 to 40% of those involve some type of accident. And again, accidents come in all kinds of varieties from backing into somebody in the parking lot of an HEB um, to a three-car accident where people have injuries to all the way to somebody dying or the fatality or multiple fatalities. So I deal with the misdemeanor end, and our vehicle crimes division handles the intoxicated manslaughters and, and intoxicated assault cases, which are all felonies involving serious bodily injury or death. Nathan, uh, we're going to be going to a commercial break very shortly, and when we come back, we're still going to have you for another 10 minutes. Um, just wanted to make sure that we uh, get a couple more questions to you at that time. Um, folks, this is Indo-American News Radio. We're talking to Nathan Beadle, who's an assistant district attorney at, in Harris County dealing with, and he's, he's actually talking to us about DWI charges and so if you are getting the benefit of learning more about what, how serious a crime this could be, how seriously this could put you back, I hope that's the gist of what we're trying to uh, impart to you. Nathan, don't go away. And folks, don't go away. We will be back after these messages. Once again, this is Indo-American News Radio. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Prabhon Indo-American News Radio Sagai se lekar barat ke liye Nay jeevan ki shuruvat ke liye Eternal Designs by Maharaja Diamonds. Custom wedding jewelry and holiday gifts for the one you love. Maharaja, bringing diamonds to life. 5821 Hillcroft, 713-784-5673. Happy Holidays from Maharaja Diamonds. Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. For eight years, Sankran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Sankran Thai Kitchen in Uptown Park, close to River Oaks, Memorial, and Post Oak. For reservations, 713-993-9096. Where is the old taste? 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 Distributed by Superior Trading Dallas and available in all leading stores of Texas. 
Indo American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. Welcome back, folks. We're joined with Nathan Beadle. He's the assistant district attorney at, in Harris County, and he's talking to us about DWI and what that means and what the charges could be and so on. Uh, uh, Nathan, uh, we talked about driving under intoxication while intoxicated. So, um, and you, and you talked about, you, us, you yeah, told us about the, the amount of liquor it would be required to, to get you intoxicated. But intoxication comes in the form of uh, other things too. How does one differentiate that? I mean, suppose you smoked pot and you were driving. Well, you can be charged with DWI as well. If you've lost the normal use of your mental and physical or physical faculties because of the introduction of marijuana or cocaine or methamphetamine or heroin or some other illegal substance, you can still be charged mm. with this crime. Right, I see. Okay, and there's no way to tell how much of these uh, drugs you should be, you would take that would make you intoxicated. Well, it all depends it de on the drug. Depends on the test. If you can do all the things they require, then you're probably okay. And yeah, it depends on the drug that is yeah. in your system. So. Right, and one and final one thing. Can I just warn yeah, people sure. about is when you're taking a new medication or you have multiple medications that you're taking, people should spend specific time in the synergistic effect or the combination of when medications interact with each other. Correct. Um, and then you add alcohol into the mixture to these prescription medications, it can be very catastrophic. Right. Correct, correct. And the prescription bottles usually have a sticker saying, do not, you know, um, take this medication. And Actually, <laughs> they say, do not operate heavy machinery. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, a Which car is, is a heavy machine. Exactly. That's true. <laughs> and and just just out of curiosity, only because I my mind is very curious about this sort of thing. What if you were walking under intoxication? You would get arrested. Jaywalking. It's Maybe. called public intoxication. It's yeah. a traffic ticket or a class C offense. But you would not be charged in the same sort of way. You wouldn't be getting a two thousand dollar fine or anything like that. No, the maximum fine on that crime is $500, and there is no jail sentence. So oh, okay. is it called WUI, walking under the influence? Or? No, it's just <laughs> public intoxication anywhere yeah, in public. That's true. Okay. Uh, but Nathan, uh, you know, uh, a while ago there, was, uh, a, there were cases of uh, the district attorney charging a bar owner or a bartender for over-serving. Is that still going on? In particular cases where it's found to be that someone was overserved, that yes. does occur, yes. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. So I think even the bartenders have to be careful. Yeah, well, the Texas Alcohol or TABC, the, the Texas Alcohol Beverage Commission, is responsible for that sort of investigation and schooling that's required for bartenders and servers of alcohol to be able to serve on a daily basis. And uh, what about uh, Mothers Against Drunk Driving? Do you Does your uh, office coordinate with them uh, or at all? Yeah, I have contact with Mothers Against Drunk Driving um, periodically at the misdemeanor level. Typically, they are involved heavily at the felony level where 
we have intoxicated manslaughter cases or intoxicated assault cases because they spend a lot of time with either victims or the surviving family members of victims. They're incredible advocates and helpful to people going through a very difficult time when you're a victim of such a, a horrific crime. Right, absolutely, and there's no... There's no uh, way to put any words around it. I mean, there's some so many people who are maimed or killed by these drunken drivers or people under intoxication. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, how does uh, Harris County compare with other metro centers uh, as to DUI? Well, we are the third largest jurisdiction by population in the United States. Um, so we have a lot of DWIs at the misdemeanor level, and unfortunately we have a lot of fatalities and intoxicated assault cases that are filed. And I can give you some numbers. In 2021, there were 56 intoxicated manslaughter cases filed. We don't have the full year total um, for 2022, but I don't think the number has gone down or down significantly. Um, and intoxicated assault would be where somebody has serious bodily injury in 2021. We filed 71 of those. Mm -hmm. So there are many fatalities on our roads in Harris County, and it's very unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's true. a serious issue that uh, should be looked at. Right. I wish there was a way to, to limit some of the stuff that people do. But uh, with the holiday season coming up, any final words of wisdom to people? I would say ride share, ride share, ride share. But also, if you're going to go out to a company picnic, or sorry, a company party or a family gathering, people have to look after each other. If somebody is not in a condition to, to operate a motor vehicle, don't let them leave. Yeah, yeah. You know, or get them a ride share. Um, this process of being charged with this crime really will take you two years out of your normalcy of your life. Right. It is not a small penalty to pay. Yeah, so there's true. so many potential to not commit it now with ride sharing and everything else we have now in Houston. Find another way. Right. I, absolutely. Those are really good uh, words of wisdom to pass on to people these day, well, in this holiday festive season. Um, Nathan, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate everything you've told us. And we look forward to uh, having other people from the DA's office join us for, uh, as they do every month. Well, I'll be happy to come back if you want me to. And yes, we would definitely to love to have you back. We'd love to have you back, and we could have a drink, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we should our, have an Uber driver our, designated to pick forest, us all up. Forest management, how about that? <laughs> we can do that. Forest management, we'll do that. All right. Nathan, have a good uh, holiday season. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Th thank okay. you. Thank you. And with that, we're going to be going to our next uh, guest who's already in the, in the studio with us. He's right on time. That's what I like about him. He's very punctual, and he's got everything at the tips of his fingers. And we're talking about no one else other than Ashok Rao. Hi, Ashok. Hello, Johan. Hello, Pramod. Hello, Sanchali. Yes, the A-team is assembled. Yes. <laughs> is this a pop question that we're going to get over here? Not from me. <laughs> No, but always a pleasure having you. Ashok Rao is a serial 
entrepreneur, and by that I don't mean cereal, the, the, like, the breakfast uh, cereal. Like <laughs> <almost>. Frosted Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got five successful high-technology startups of his own. He's a board director of Goose Capital and an angel investor in several startups, mentoring the founders and serving on their boards. He was the first Indian-American to take a company public on NASDAQ. Uh, Ashok serves uh, in, as a principal investor and chairman of Fibercoat Inc., Forest Devices Inc., WCB Robotics Inc., Psy Node Systems, Big Rio, Mant Labs, and Lido, Lidro Tech Inc. He has served, that's quite a mouthful, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you pronounce it the good German way, Lidrotech. <laughs> <laughs> he has served two terms as chairman of Thai Global from 2011 to 14. Thai, T-I-E, that is, is the lar world's largest organization for entrepreneurs with over 14,000 members in 61 cities across 18 countries. He, uh, Ashok founded Midcom Communications in 1990 and grew the company to $250 million in annual revenues, culminating in a successful IPO in July 1995. He was also the president of Enron NA from 1996 to 1997. Ashok has received the 2007 Literary Advancement Award for his contributions to the advance of math and science in the Houston School District. In uh, 2008, he received the APAHA George H.W. Bush Award for Arts Achievement and was awarded the Distinguished Alumnus Award for Entrepreneurial Achievement from his alma mater, Marquette University. Uh, as CEO of Excalibur Pictures, he produced four award-winning feature films and one documentary, My Far Away Bride, The Whisperers, Before the Rains, and The Lost Tribe. Had successful runs in theaters worldwide. Pocket Full of Soul, released in 2011, is a documentary on blues music. All five films are available on DVD and streaming services. Welcome back to the show, Ashok. Well, thank you, Jawahar, and I would suggest for next week, please truncate this multiple <laughs> of, a, of yes. an intro because people are probably getting bored. Well, but you know, the, the thing is that people listen to the podcast. Yes. So we, you don't know which podcast they picked up. This is true. So therefore, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure they know how well-versed you are. How talented you are. How talented you are. And that you, on, I, I haven't even mentioned that you are the owner of Songkran Thai Restaurant in Uptown Park. Yes, where you and I sometimes prep for these shows we over do. Naga Fireballs. Right, over Naga Fireballs. And now I will be getting an Uber to take me home. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> so good to have you with us, Ashok. You talked to us about two separate technologies so far. Correct. We talked about cold. Glass and cold. Glass and cold. And now we're going to be talking about another technology. Which Correct. one is that? It's the technology of sound. Wow. Wow. So... Um, First, I think it'd be kind of interesting uh, for people who are tuning in for the first time to give a recap of what is a very important factor in all of this, which is I call the hummingbird effect. Right. Mm -hmm. Explain where, that, please. Where something unintended comes out of something rather planned that mm -hmm. achieved great. And the best example I can give is the Gutenberg Press, probably the greatest innovation in the last millennium. Uh, the Gutenberg Press created books that people needed to read. People realized they were farsighted, so they needed spectacles. Spectacles were created by, by uh, grinding lenses. Uh, Zacharias Janssen put one on top of the other, created microscopes, which then allowed Galileo to create the telescope, look at Jupiter's moons, and realize that the Earth was not the center of the universe. And got him jailed in the process. <laughs> well, that too. But, but 
think about the yeah. hummingbird effect. Yeah. I call it the hummingbird effect because we talked about how hummingbirds developed as the only vertebrate that could hover, mm-hmm. like bees and other insects. So right. hummingbird effects just are a consistent theme th- throughout all of this research. Right. Absolutely. Right. That's. I'm glad that you clarified that. And so, and is, we, has there been something like that in sound? Oh, plenty. Uh-huh. Probably more than even glass or cold. Uh huh. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, probably some of the most uh, consequential effects. Uh, as, as soon as we go through it, you will see. Okay. And and first of all, you know, I think uh, this being the third, I'd like to set up my six technologies hall of fame. <laughs> right. So there are six divisions. The first one's glass. The second is cold. If you recall, in in glass, we had well-known names like Galileo and Da Vinci, but also not so well-known names, but equally important names like Angelo Bourivier who created transparent glass or crystal. Mm-hmm. Zacharias Janssen, we just talked about, the microscope, and Charles Vernon Boyce. In cold, we had, of course, the famous names like Willis Carrier and Clarence Birdseye, but also not so famous but equally important names like Frederick Tudor, Dr. John Gorey, and Ferdinand Carré. Right. So we're going to have another section of the Hall of Fame for sound when we're done with this. Okay. That'll be the quiz at the end of the show. Oh, my gosh, I'm taking notes. Okay, so ever since man started painting on cave walls, uh, sound has fascinated them. But this we really didn't know till about 30 years ago when there was a cave discovered in central Burgundy, France. Very ancient cave, 30,000-year-old paintings, probably the oldest paintings of any uh, known quality of bisons and woolly mammoths and all these creatures, and they were beautiful. Mm -hmm. But that's not what made this cave as significant. Uh-huh. What people determined, the archaeologists, was if you stood in front of a painting versus 10 feet to the left or right, the sound reverberated to the point where you would get seven echoes. Hmm. Really? So the conclusion is that Neanderthal man, 30,000 years ago, was more interested in sound mm-hmm. than we ever gave them credit for. They put these paintings in places where they got these reverberations, so it was almost like they could watch a movie, not just the flickering images in the firelight, but also the sound that was created. Ah. So sound has always been something that man has tried to reproduce right. and been unable to. Mm-hmm. You could produce what you see through painting 30,000 right. years ago, but you okay. couldn't produce what you hear till 150 years ago. Yes. So the technology of sound mm-hmm. is a 150-year-old technology, unlike glass, which was 800 years, if you recall, and cold, which was 200 years. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this, this cave is called the uh, R.C. Surcure, which is the R.C. caves on the River Cure, really was the first attempt of man to sound engineer. Sound engineering by putting paintings where they reverberated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mike, keep going. Mike, Mike needs adjustment here. So this stayed sort of static till the start of the Industrial Revolution. By the time the Industrial Revolution started, through science and other uh, analysis of human cadavers, people figured out how sound was transmitted from the outside through sound waves, hitting the eardrums and electrical signals being sent to the brain. Mm -hmm. This was now a known fact about 150 years ago. Along came another Hall of Fame member who you've never heard of, Mm -hmm. Edward Leon Scott de Martinville. Wow. He's a Frenchman. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are Frenchmen, actually. Mm-hmm. Who then figured out, okay, I should be able to record sound. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, he wanted to replace stenographers. You know, stenography was the first real 
attempt at recording sound. Mm -hmm. Somebody spoke and somebody wrote down squiggles and characters, which then when you looked at, you could type and then put it back into words. Today you have speech to text, right? Mm -hmm. You just talk into a microphone and out comes text. Mm -hmm. Back in the days when you and I were young, we had stenographers. Right. So Edouard Leon Scott de Martinville thought, okay, why don't I create a shortcut? Why can't I create a way where you speak into a horn-like eye uh, device with a membrane at the back, and it does the squiggles that cre recreate sound? Uh -huh. So in, eight, in the 1850s, Scott came up with this device with a pig bristle as the, uh, as the stylus on a lamp black coated piece of paper and was able to create squiggles. Huh. How about that? Probably the greatest example of farsightedness and myopia in an invention. Why? Why? Farsighted because he figured out a way to record sound. Mm -hmm. Nearsighted because he didn't figure out a way to reproduce it so that yeah. we could hear it. Right. right. Yes. It was squiggles on a paper. And unlike stenographers, our human neural toolkit is unable to take squiggles and figure out what it sounds like. Right. So it stayed static, but he got a patent 20 years before Thomas Edison did. Wow. In, 19, in 1857. And on that note, we're going to take a little break here. We're going to be going to a commercial break, uh, Ashok. And we'll be back, folks, with Ashok Rao talking to us a little bit, well, a lot more about sound, and everything will become more eludicated will become louder. <laughs> or louder. <laughs> this is Indo-American News Radio. Don't go away. We'll be back in, after these commercial messages. This is uh, Indo-American News. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala Unmarriage You Black Friday offer valid through November 30th. All skincare products 25% off. Neurotoxins and fillers $200 off. Non-surgical brow lift or PDO threads $9.99. Botox $10 per unit. Minimum 50 units. Body contouring, cool sculpting. Buy one, get one free. And Bella Shape Cellulite Reduction. Six for $1,000. Call Unmarriage You 713-960-6262 or visit AmeriJuve.com. Unmarriage You. Look Good, feel good. Mm, wow, this butter paneer is too good. Shan butter chicken masala. Chahi butter chicken medali ya butter paneer me. Dono ekdam wah bante. Shan khushiyan chaklo. Experience Magical Winter Lights, the largest holiday lighting event in Houston and the largest lantern festival in the U.S. November 18th to January 7th at Houston Raceway Park in Baytown featuring a new winter circus, seven themed lantern worlds, castle, Christmas village, dino fun zone, an Alice in Winterland immersive, plus festival food, carnival rides, and Christmas characters. Close January 2nd through the 4th. Discounted tickets at MagicalWinterLights.com or your neighborhood Walgreens. Don't miss over six Six million lights and magical winter lights. 
If you think you're keeping up with the news, tell us what you know. Get on the Indo-American News Radio Quiz Show. I think I know this. The only quiz of its kind on Desi Radio in the U.S. And win points, a prize, laughs, and make friends. To get on the Indo-American News Radio, email today IndoAmericanNews at yahoo.com or call 713-789-6397. Indo-American News Radio on Masala 98.7 FM every Saturday 3 to 6 p.m. with Jawahar Sanchali Pramod and Jyoti. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Welcome back, folks. We're joined by Ashok Rao, who's talking to us about the technology of sound. And if you believe that that is not really a technology, you are very mistaken. It is very much a technology. Ashok, you were telling us about how sound was captured for the first time, for the first time but not reproduced. Correct. By this uh, brilliant uh, Parisian inventor, Edward Scott uh, de Martinville. Mm-hmm. Edward Leon Scott the Martinville. But anyway, what he did was he got a patent 20 years before Thomas Edison did. So let's fast forward to Thomas Edison. He invented the phonograph. Mm-hmm. Now, we all think the phonograph was invented for music. Aha, uh-huh. au contraire, mon ami. <laughs> uh, it was invented for postage service. What he intended was that you would then, on your phonograph, record a message to your grandma for Thanksgiving or Christmas. You would put it in the mail would arrive at her place and she would replay the message you sent her. Uh-huh. So it was meant for letters. Oh, okay. Oh. So it was Twitter uh, way in advance. It was like way in advance, but it was phonograph telegram. was meant originally. And at the same time came along one of the great inventors of all time, Alexander Graham Bell. Yes. He was the first to figure out how to take recorded sound over electrical impulses yes. and then reproduce them so that you could hear. What Edison did was he did a wax wax drum with a stylus. Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone. Mm-hmm. And you all think he invented it for communications. Once again, au contraire, mon ami. Oh, my. He speaks French, even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oui. Uh, I lived in Belgium for six years, so I better speak it. And yeah. Belgium's my team for the World Cup, by the way. Oh, oh okay. okay. <laughs> but anyway, he, Bell invented the telephone, or at least his attempt was, was to transmit music. Mm. He wanted it to be the way to transmit opera and concerts and musicians who would be at one end of the telephone and connected at the other end would be people listening in. Mm-hmm. They both got it reversed. Uh. The phonograph was it became purely for music. The origin, I mean, the, the, the great, great, great grandfather of the CD and now, now your iPods and your Napsters and everything else. And Graham Bell... Alexander Graham Bell's device, which was intended for transmitting music, became the way to transmit communications. Mm-hmm. Right. It eventually became the iPhone. Eventually became <laughs> everything that we have today. <laughs> so what Alexander Graham Bell did was in the first time in the history of our planet, was able to take something physical from our planet and translate and create an equivalency in electrical energy. Yes. Right. First time ever. Right. Come here, dear Watson. Yes. And so that 
we know what 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 Edison's invention did spawned a lot of other inventions. Brilliant inventor, and we can go all along about it. He did thirteen hundred and seventy eight inventions, at least those that he got patents for. But Bell's invention, I will argue, was the more more consequential mm-hmm. because it did several things that are part of the hummingbird effect. What mm-hmm. is that? First thing he did, which was an automatic outgrowth, like Gutenberg's press created books, he created AT and T. Mm-hmm. which became a monopoly telephone company provider by the turn of the century throughout the United States. Right. And then from then on, for the next 50 years, they were in a prolonged battle with the U.S. government about the monopoly status that they enjoyed mm-hmm. because that monopoly status gave them huge profits. Right. And out of which they created Bell Labs, mm-hmm. the greatest idea machine factory the world has ever known. More yeah. stuff has come out of... Uh, Bell Labs than any other organization known to man. Let me read off a few. Radio, vacuum tubes, transistors, TV, solar cell, coaxial cable, laser, microprocessor, computer, cell phones, fiber optics, just to name a few, Mm -hmm. came out of Bell Labs. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Now, what ended up happening was, well, you, you... before I get there, you could, you could ask yourself, why did this one organization create so much? Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they had a great management philosophy, tolerant for fail, failure, attracted a lot of geniuses, paid well. But there was one other very important factor. As a compromise with the government, AT&T turned itself into socialized capitalism. Mm. Mm. They had a monopoly, limitless profits, but Bell Labs... Whatever they invented had to be available to the public for free. Mm. That's the socialized part. That was the compromise the government reached. Mm. So these inventions were spread into our complete uh, world for free. Mm -hmm. So people were able to take the transistor. Is that still the case? Well, Bell Labs is gone. AT&T is no longer a monopoly. But the the successor to Bell Labs. Well, but patents are only 20 years old. So, Uh. yeah. So, so that I mean, that doesn't exist anymore. Not exist anymore. But, but uh, that was Ashok, the remarkable thing that this one organization was able to do so much over mm-hmm. the over the seventy five years it existed. Uh, Ashok, going back to sound, uh, can you talk about talking pictures? How sound was imprinted well, we'll, we'll into get the to film? That. But oh, before okay. I leave AT and T, I want to talk about the other hummingbird effects. Okay, mm-hmm. I would argue that it allowed. Women, the vote. Bell, how is that? You mean the, the creation of AT and T allowed women the, because they Why? were working so much. No, it's the as, first organization to employ women uh, right. in was large the numbers. Operators. Switchboard operators. Two hundred and fifty thousand women Correct. were employed by AT and T as cord board operators. Remember where you yeah. cranked they the handle? They all used and, to be yeah. women. All women. Yeah. And now you had a group of women who were able to socialize with one another and say, hey, you know, this is good. We were getting paid, albeit at a third of what the men were getting paid, but it was still better than zero. And so you could argue that this was the start of the suffragette movement, which ended up with the ability for the woman to vote Uh, 20 years later. I see. That's an aha moment, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. One would not think about that. I would also argue... That because of Bell's invention, you have skyscrapers. Skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Why? Okay, you build a very tall building back in 1910, 1920, 1930 when they started building them. And you've got a couple thousand employees in them that need to communicate with one another. You're going to send handwritten messages everywhere if you don't have a telephone. You're going to have more elevators for people running up and down 
to, from the second floor to the 50th floor or whatever to deliver a message in elevators, then you have space for offices if you did mm-hmm. not have the telephone. Right. So I would argue that the telephone made skyscrapers possible. Okay. They, this Bit they, of a stretch, I know, but, yeah, but yeah. a hummingbird effect. Yeah, elevators probably helped a lot. Well, yeah, no, you, you didn't need an elevator to send a message. You no, had a telephone. No, but to, to send people on the high skyscrapers. Yeah, that's just so that you got to your office <laughs> yeah. before you got to your factory floor. But, but you didn't disc- need it for message. Mm-hmm. Bell discovered the telegraph too because that was the only... No, the telegraph came way before. Yeah. Way before. In okay. the 1850s. Samuel Morse. Okay. Yes. Before Morse, Bell. Yeah. Okay. Which then comes to the telephone itself. Telef- the telephone had limitations. Mm-hmm. The signal degraded over distance, needed amplification. But by the time it got to the hearer, there was a lot of static, there was a lot of buzz, and it wasn't pure. Mm-hmm. So when we fast forward, let's fast forward another 30, 40 years and say, what was the next great step in telephony? And that was because of one man who's my hero, Alan Turing. Mm. We all know Alan Turing from the movie, right? Right. The imitation game. Mm -hmm. And there he's famous for what? Computers. Cryptography. Mm. He cracked the Enigma code. But that's not what I'm a fan of his for. Mm -hmm. He is the reason we are digital today. Hmm. Uh, Back in World War II... While they were trying to crack the German Enigma code, the communications between the Pentagon and Washington, D.C. and London were, you know, coordinating the response to the war before the U.S. got into the war and after the U.S. got into the war. And the Germans were happily listening into every conversation. Mm-hmm. So the, the communication was not secure. Mm-hmm. Not only was it static, but it was not secure and the Germans were listening in. Mm-hmm. So Alan Turing in collaboration with Bell Labs, came up with a system called Sig Sally. I'm sure you've heard of Sig Sally. Mm -hmm. It was the the first digitization of sound. What he would do, he did was, he took 20,000 samples of sound per second and reproduced them as zeros and ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you listened in, all you got was a screeching sound of zeros and ones going past and the Germans couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And on July 15th, 1943 was the first call from the Pentagon to London on Sig Sally. Oh. And digitized data was invented. Hmm. Hmm. And from which has spawned everything that we're talking about right now. Right. You watch television, it's digitized. You listen to music, it's digitized. Our podcasts are digitized. The everything signal is, is digitized. digitized. And it's, it was the birth of the digital age. The technology of sound. What about yeah. radar? Would that be a stretch? Uh, well, we'll get to radar, okay? Because I'm pulling on three threads. Uh-huh. This first thread I'm pulling on on the technology of sound is telephony, electrical representation of of sound, and then digital representation of sound. Mm-hmm. The next thread to pull on, uh, we we have eight minutes, is radio. Uh-huh. Marconi is credited with inventing the radio, mm-hmm. Guglielmo Marconi, but he was inventing it to replace the tele- telegraph. It was wireless telegraph he was attempting to replace. He Mm -hmm. wasn't truly inventing the radio. Mm -hmm. Along came a Hall of Fame member, Lee DeForest, Chicago Mm -hmm. inventor. You remember you talked about one of my company's Forest Devices? Mm -hmm. He's named for Lee DeForest. Lee DeForest invented the gas tube. And he was a great opera buff. What he wanted to do was transmit opera to the world wirelessly. But the gas tube was not very efficient, and he went bankrupt. So he sold his patent to AT&T Bell Labs. Mm-hmm. 
Bell Labs figured out, aha, gases are really bad for amplification of sound wirelessly. We need vacuum. So they invented the vacuum tube mm -hmm. from Lee DeForest gas tube, which ended up with the radio and with amplifiers. And the hummingbird effects from those. Guess what they are? Transistor. Well, the transistor is, yeah. It's World War II and civil rights. Mm. That's mm. a leap, huh? That's a leap. All right. Till the 30s, you could only speak to 500 people at a time. Opera houses and cathedrals were designed to amplify sound, but still, the, the audience was limited. Along came the vacuum tube, radio, and amplifiers, and Hitler could have 200,000 people at Nuremberg rally. Mm -hmm. Mic microphones. With amplifiers. Loud, loudspeakers. Loudspeakers. Mm. And without that, it's arguable that Hitler would have seized power. And without Hitler seizing power, it's arguable World War II may, not, may or may not have happened. Mm -hmm. So, in a circuitous way, you can link World War II to the creation of the vacuum tube. Yes, I see. Also, when radio became popular for the first time, remember in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, America was 90% white. Right. And people living in the North where there were not a, not a lot of black culture had no idea about mm -hmm. the, the aftermath of slavery. What radio did was bring black music to the homes of white people. Yeah. Dorothy Dandridge, Billie Holiday, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, all their music from Nat New Nat Orleans yeah. went nationwide. Mm -hmm. And white people suddenly realized, hey, there is, a, there is a kind of great culture amongst African Americans. And that was where recognition that this 9% of our country lives this way began to evolve. And quickly forward, Martin Luther King would never have been able to give his uh, I have a dream speech without amplifiers. Certainly. So in a convoluted way, civil rights is also a result of the vacuum tube and radio. Yeah, certainly. Mm -hmm. Making sense so far? Yes, oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And this is the technology of sound. And the third thread I'm pulling on is where we use sound to see. Mm. We had sound as electric sound to hear from long distances with radio, and sound to see. The Titanic sank in 1912. There was a fellow by the name of Reginald Fassenden, a Canadian, who was tinkering with sound and hydrophones underwater. And along came World War I, and him being a great British fan, tried to sell his invention, which he called echolocation, to, to the Royal Navy, and they turned him down. You could argue 12,000 people, soldiers and sailors, were shot down by German U-boats that might have been avoided if they had sonar. So he was the originator of sonar. Mm -hmm. In World War II, he, by that time, he was able to sell it to the Royal Navy. And it made a huge difference in World War II because they were able to echolocate where the U-boats were. Sure. And it's the basis of all ultrasound. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yes. Ultrasound, it helps you look at the baby in the womb. Mm -hmm. It helps you look at your fatty liver if you have one. And if you uh, had too many DWIs. <laughs> and explore for oil and gas. Explore yes. for oil and gas. Yes, you yeah, the know entire that oil drilling businesses. Yeah. yeah. So that was the third thread on the technologies of sound. So one could arguably state that sound has had the most profound impact on our planet with all of the technologies it has spawned. Sure. So to, to sort of 
put it all in a wrapping, it paved the way for social and technological change in communications, computation, politics, war, mm -hmm. art, music, and even cathedrals and skyscrapers. Right. So my Sound Hall of Fame, do you recall all the names? Uh, yes, De Forest. <laughs> Lee De Forest. Bell. <laughs> Edward uh, Leon Scott de Martinville. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reginald Fassenden, these are the unknowns, and the knowns are, of course, Bell, Edison, Edison. Marconi. Yes. Uh, so these are my sound Hall of Fame entrants. So, Wonderful. That's a very sound, uh, uh, sound, <laughs> sound hall, of, hall of Fame. Wrap up of, uh, yeah. But what, what do you foresee in the future? I mean, how else can sound be used well, for other technology? Well, I mean, it's almost limitless. First, we had sound that reverberated in a cave. Then we had sound that went over a telephone line or on a wax uh, spindle. Then we had sound that can bounce off any part of the world. Now we go up into the sky, and we are almost limitless as to where sound can go. So it's only com controlled by your imagination, but the technology of sound has had a huge impact on our world. And it's sure. only 150 years old. Wow. And, and Such a short hear, time. hearing aids are, are a huge part of, sure. you know. Sure. Yeah. You, 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 could, you could drill down into so many of these little silos where right, sound has been so right. important. But I was pulling on the three main threads Certainly. of the technologies of sound. And sound, the speed of sound is what? Uh, 700 and something miles per hour. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So it's yeah, and but it travels four times faster underwater than it does through the air. Correct. Yeah, that's what. I was and that's one of the things that Reginald Fassenden was was very aware of, and that's why he used echolocation For underwater, radar. and it turned into sonar. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's great. Wow, we learned quite a bit, and actually, we're just in time because we have thirty seconds left for the uh, for the so, uh, this segment. Thank you so much. Ashok, we've got our next guest sitting right outside here. But time you, for me to get the boot. You will be <laughs> you'll be here next week. Next week. And you'll be talking about the technology of clean. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So folks, Vacuum be sure to cleaners. tune in next week with Ashok Rai at that time. And this is Indo American News. We've got to run to our next segment. We'll be right back. India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ? बरसों पुराना स्वाद? अरे भुजिया कहाँ? उसके लिए ऐरे गैरे नहीं, भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए। बिकानो? इधर लाओ, इधर लाओ। तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ? भुजिया मतलब बिकानो, जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स for eight years, Sankran Thai Kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic Thai food that is traditional, spicy, and creatively modern. Come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat, crispy red snapper, Thai ceviche, Phuket prawns, Bangkok baby back ribs, desserts like jackfruit creme brulee, and cocktails like Naga Fireball. Voted best overall, best Thai, best patio, and best pet friendly by the Houston Chronicle. Sankran Thai Kitchen in Upper Uptown Park, close to River Oaks, Memorial and Post Oak. For reservations, 713-993-9096.
Mahesh's Kitchen, an upscale Indian restaurant and bar in Sugarland Town Center. Where authentic organic cuisine meets beautiful modern decor. With vegetarian, Jain and gluten-free options. 100% halal. Do go with bento box and Uber Eats. Maheshiskitchen.com Catering for up to 300. Mahesh's Kitchen, fine dining. A tribute to Mahesh Puranik. Great news. Exclusive Furniture's Black Friday sale has been extended. It's your last chance to shop Black Friday savings on furniture store-wide. Add a ceiling mattress and save 43% off your entire furniture purchase. The deals are steals. Memory foam mattresses just $249. Queen beds only $249. And save 43% off your entire furniture purchase. Yes, 43% off your furniture purchase. The biggest Black Friday furniture sale ever has been extended. But hurry, it ends soon. Exclusive Furniture, where low prices live. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Welcome back everyone We are back again with our next uh, two guests Who are already in their seats right here in the studio and uh, uh, we're, uh, we hope that you enjoyed the last uh, segment with the, the technology of sound. Wasn't that fascinating? That was fascinating. I mean, he, the, the hummingbird effect, as he calls it, yeah. takes you from Especially one when he takes technology and moves it into social spheres. Right, right. Who would have thought? I mean, maybe it's a stretch, but it doesn't sound so much. I mean, Hitler without loudspeakers isn't Hitler, right? <laughs> exactly. So... So we have uh, now we're moving on to our next um, two guests who are we're happy to have both of you with us today. Uh, we have with us uh, Rajan, uh, I'm sorry, Ro- Roche Rajan and Joseph Alenkil. Joseph is the president of the Indo-American Charity Foundation here in Houston. And uh, Roche, you are? I'm in the board. You're on the board. Yes. Please get a little closer to the yeah. to the microphone. Yeah, sure. uh, so th- because it's directional, so you'll have to talk directly into the microphone. Okay. Oh, but okay. the Indo-American Charity Foundation, it's the one of the oldest, it is the oldest community organization uh, that deals with local charities and provides them with grants and further their, the good works that they do. Uh, I was fortunate to be on the board of the uh, IACF for uh, six years. Actually, and uh, the uh, right, and I'm so glad that you guys are still so, so coming back very strong with the gala that's going to be happening at the end of next week. Yes, right. So, um, Indo American Charity Foundation. Uh, one of the the mottos is, "We live here, we give here." Exactly. Right. So, Joseph, why don't you tell us the, a, re- a little bit more about the Charity Foundation? Sure. I am. Um, thanks again for inviting us and giving us this opportunity. Sure, to share, of course. Uh, about the Indo-American and and like you rightly said, right? You were part part of the this great organization. And you know firsthand what is it's all about. Right. But I just wanted to say, like uh, uh, J- uh, Jawaharji was saying, uh, this is a almost a thirty-four year old organization that was started in nineteen eighty, right before nineteen eighty, uh, by a group of visionaries. Their vision at that point was that. We, as you know, as immigrants and our kids are going to be 
and and grandkids uh, and and so on will be growing up in this community in the community of Houston metropolitan area mm-hmm. so we have a responsibility to give back to the community which in which we live in correct so that's why they came up with this motto of that we live here we give here mm-hmm. uh, so whatever money that we raise it is all uh, given out to the greater Houston uh, causes so mm-hmm. uh, we we spent all the money like that so this is a fully uh, volunteer uh, run organization and run by like 18 of the board members now you've been the president for maybe two years this is a third year because usually it's a one year term but i'm 2020 president and because of the covid right we decided to extend um, yes. that so yes. i kind of become the caretaker right. for the last three years but you know we were not able to do a lot of in-person event but we still do did our walkathon uh, because because it was an outdoor event, uh, which uh, usually every year we do that. I work, I care, which benefiting the Indo Indian Doctors Charity Clinic. Uh, so that we have done. Yes, but uh, yeah. Gala, unfortunately, since it was an indoor event, we couldn't do it. So now we are in the endemic. We thought we'll you know do that, and that's what we're going to do in next Friday, the annual charity gala. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, uh, we did a lot of work and a lot of uh, things in and around Houston for um, the p- pandemic. So, so, what about the gala that's coming up? When is the gala? So the gala is going to be next Friday at six thirty p.m. at uh, at the Houston Cranaya Community Center, which is close to the old Civic Center on Staffordshire Road. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, and yeah. Roche is the gala chair. Oh, that's really? It. Yeah. So that's why he's here and he's in the board, but mm-hmm. he is the gala chair and who's, you know, taking care of all of them. I see. So w- tell us, Roche, about the gala. What, is, what can people expect if they go through the gala? gala and are, is, they, are, are there tickets to go to the gala? Uh, no, there is some sponsorship uh, for the tables. Mm-hmm. Most of the tables have been be sold out uh, we we sold out most of the tables, which is a, uh, but yeah, definitely you know we are. How, ma- how many people do you expect? We are expecting around three hundred and fifty to four hundred people. Wow! Wow! Yeah, it's yeah. So, so right now event. we have committed commitment close to that uh, three fifty mark, but then yes. we have open uh, tables also. So if somebody wants to really come and join and support us, yes, they're more how, than welcome. How, how should so they yeah, reach you? Yeah, you can tell us a little bit more so about that. We have that uh, they can come to our website iscfhouston.com iacfhouston.com and all the information is there uh, if not they can uh, uh, contact Roche contact yeah. Roche or they can just send it at Indo-American Charity Foundation at gmail.com Roche what is your phone number? my number is 832-228-7463 and okay. so what's the program for the yeah, gala? yeah what can one yeah, expect at the gala? The, we are making it as a very fun night because we expect you know a lot of your sponsors who are coming over there uh, in terms of when they're spending money for the sponsorship, we are expecting that they should also enjoy their night, right? So the whole purpose of the event is to make sure that they know they go back home smiling. So we kept the concept as Bollywood night. Mm-hmm. And most of the you know uh, people who are sponsoring are from India. So definitely the Bollywood night is going to be like, you know... More so you, you have local talent? Yes, we are actually doing only local talents uh, because, you know, uh, definitely uh, there was suggestion of uh, calling in some celebrities or something like that. But, you know, we never want to do that because we can save a lot of money and sponsor. So who is the local talent? Uh, Kiran is, uh, if you know Kiran, she's going to sing song. Like she sings Garbas and if you know her. So she's one. 
Divya only is sponsoring two events. And from the north side of Houston, there is one group which is doing a Bollywood dance. Uh-huh. And there is one Chandamela, which is Malayali thing. Like, you know, they beat drums. And big uh, drum. Like and then 15. Those are very exciting, actually. Yeah. And yeah. then we have um, troops from Ratanaji's, Ratana Kumar's. Oh, I see. So she's, right. she was a past uh-huh. board member. and then uh-huh. so, so we have multiple dance programs, songs, yeah. and then this uh, Chanda drum uh, things. That's right. what it, and then on top of this, right, we are going to do that uh, Friends of Charity Awards. Oh, which, which tell us do. a little bit about what is that? So Friends of Charity is a signature thing that we do in a very gala where we identify, you know, prominent Houstonians who are friends of charity, which means that they, have, they, give, they open up their wallets, they support in terms of money, in terms of uh, energy, in terms of, you know, resources. Activities. Activities. So we identify those folks. And then we give out like uh, plus or minus eight awards every gala. Oh, and I see. We are see. doing the same thing this year. Too. And so you 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 honor them with some sort of uh, uh, a certificate or a plaque. and plaque, and then the, they they are profiled in our brochure, and uh, so so it's kind of a prestigious thing, as you know. Yes. And then this year we are also introducing a new award called. Uh, a champion of charity. Uh-huh, yes. So that's a new one and it is kind of kept as a secret but uh, usually our goal is to identify somebody who really supported ISCF in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, in the board or otherwise. Yes. Yeah, the friends of charity, they don't have to be associating with uh, ISCF. Right. This champion of charity is somebody that really contributed to this organization in the past. Mm-hmm. But hasn't the activity of ISEF been <laughs> that you, again, whatever money you raise, you again, you know, distribute it out to yes. different organizations Correct. who deserve to get funding? Yes. So is that something that you will be doing at the gala, handing out those or no, that's not part of this? So uh, what it is, is that um, the for the last three years, right, the fundraising and how do you identify these organizations that you feel would deserve would benefit so we have an application process so we have like set people that we so we reach out to the existing or the ones that we already gave out mm-hmm. and then also we are reach out to the other other folks right and then we so it's not a repeat of the previous some of them are some of some them are repeat some of them not but then they'll put out an application and then we usually have uh, a, a committee mm-hmm. which consists of the board of directors and then board of advisors they will go through that process and they will say that okay uh, these are the organizations that would need help and you know we have different levels of grants and they decide okay mm-hmm. we are going to give them this amount and right. that amount yeah. so, so can we you usually dis- have a grant tonight i'm sorry uh, uh, could uh, you describe uh, some of the organizations that have received funding in recent so times we have i can uh, L, uh, uh, which is stands for Indo-American Cancer, Cancer Awareness Net- Network. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um, uh, Indian Doctors Club. In the IDCC, of course. Uh, Clinic. Is, I mean. uh, uh, yes. And then... Uh, um, Daya is one of them. Daya, no, it used to be one of them. But, oh, okay. you know, Daya is a lot bigger than Too us. big, yeah. Ch- so, child, is Child Advocates Child still? Advocates is there. Uh, and Fort then Fort Bend, um, uh, the uh, uh, women's... Uh, this Sen- thing. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So this, when I was on the board, I remember now it's been a few years, but maybe about 35, 40 different organizations were always considered. Considered, yes. Mm-hmm. And then usually we give out around 20. Uh, right. That's what it is. So usually what we about, give uh, out sixty to $80,000. That's What about some mainstream organizations? The Boys, Cl- uh, Boys was, Club Boys Club was yeah, one of them. Correct. And then, then uh, uh, Big f- Big, big brother, Brothers big and Sisters. Sister, uh, yeah. okay. there's, there's another one. 
Um, so there are there are a bunch of them. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, I, don't, uh, I don't remember off the top of all the list, but um, you know these are uh, deserving. So and then uh, second helps uh, sec, second second serving, second serving. serving that is right. another one that we consistently. Right. and that's a really good organization because they take waste food from or food that from uh, that restaurants, restaurants are giving away yeah. and they take it and they distribute it to the homeless right, right. and even yeah. party big parties right uh, they will come because you know sometimes you have food which is not even open taken out from the boxes mm. yes. so they'll call us and they'll come they'll take it and they'll uh, use distribute it okay. no. yeah, it's a very great out that that is a very good uh, uh, thought i i didn't think about it but that's a lot of our indian organizations their food left over from their functions, <laughs> as maybe your gala might have. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Probably, maybe, yeah. maybe you could yeah. get second serving. Is yeah, yeah, I mean uh, Joseph is definitely helping me on that. So, <laughs> yeah, the most important part in the gala gala is you know we are concentrating much on the budgeting. Mm -hmm. we, we don't want to. Uh, seems like we are spending. Be wasteful. A lot of, yeah. yeah, be wasteful. So also. You know, the we are we were actually fighting about the budget part, right? Like, you know, we just <laughs> wanted to stick on this and give more as a donation, and we are concentrating on that till today, also, right? Right. So, uh, I want definitely want people to enjoy the show and come there, spend time. We actually not even having, you know, we are doing a self catering. Uh, self-service because we don't want a catering team to I was even going spend. to say what yeah. kind of a volunteer force do you have working with you do you have like a lot of volunteers helping we so, do yeah yeah so uh, we do have a lot of volunteers our team itself is a big volunteer and then yes we have a team who is going to do a volunteering help we are going to pay them definitely but not as much as what we are expecting they are also donating their services so food and, the catering is being done by uh, it's called Kandari. It's a new restaurant because we, you know, a lot of people uh, order from a very common restaurant. So we just try to do something different this time. Sure. So Sounds Afghani. Kandar. Yes. Kandari is, is it Afghani? Afghani and All also, right. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. And, and vegetarian is coming. And vegetarian from. is coming from Raja. So oh, okay. Raja That's Sweets. Oh, yeah. They're the best. They're the so, best. Yeah. yeah. So that's there, and then you know, of course, a lot of this uh, entertainment would be there. All right. And, and going back to your question, right? One another signature thing that we do is that we give out scholarships to high school graduates. Correct. Oh, that's that's also going on, right? But the difference now this year is that we have, you know, usually it comes out of the fund. Mm -hmm. So for the last two three years, we've been trying to uh, get sponsors uh, who can come and they can actually say that okay, we are going to sponsor for three years or five years, yeah. so $1,000 each. So we have right now five sponsors already lined up for the next five years. Wow, mm. so, nice. You know, and one of them are Nanda Ura, the past president. He actually committed for six years. Oh, really? So, so it is a great thing because usually what we do is that we work with this um, school district uh -huh. and then we give out almost forty to 50000 somewhere around that. Sure. And with this sponsorship, then you know that's going to go up. So that's it makes wonderful. it easier for you to collect the money. Correct. And yeah, then yeah. this is on a, you know, somebody's name, but still it, it is there, right? And right. So the yeah. students also have to go through an application process and yes. then you all decide who qualifies. Right. So we okay. work with the uh, school district, right? And school district actually. They send work, you the they candidates. Send you the, we don't pick. And then we have the same thing. We have a committee and we'll look at it. So we'll look at their academic excellence and need. So it's need basis more. So one 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 of the programs uh, that benefited from one a past president David Raj who mm -hmm. passed away mm -hmm. yeah uh, passed away about and seven eight years ago correct 
He started the iEducate program, right. which yes. is still going on Rupa right now. Rupa Gir is yeah. running and, that. And we have an award in the scholarship, actually, in his name. Yes. That is, uh, yes. the ISUF is doing that. Right. Well, uh, so once again, if people want to contact you, Rosh, yes. what's the number? 832-228-7463. And this is for the event that's going to be held on, the gala is going to be held uh, December? December the 2nd, yeah. Friday, Friday at 6.30 p.m. At 6.30, yes. Uh, at and the location once again uh, Houston Kananaya Community Center on uh, 2210 Stafford Shire Road it's okay. cl very close to the old uh, St um, Stafford yes. Civic Center is, is it kind of across from there yeah. it's on the same street further down okay yeah. it's on the right hand side it's on the left side right right yeah. I think yeah. I've been so there, folks yeah. you just heard from the Indo-American Charity Foundation the president and the board member uh, so they're going to be they, they explain what's going to happen at the gala, which will be held December second, Friday, December second at six thirty p.m. Yeah. So if you want to get involved, you can reach out to Rosh Rajan at eight three two 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 eight seven four six three. And gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in on thank this uh, holiday weekend to to share all this stuff with everybody. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. And uh, I, once again, I wanted to thank you for serving IACF and make it a great organization. It, it's all and teamwork. Yes, it, it is. I, I did my part. Right, now, right. now you guys are doing your part. Yeah. Only thing, one thing I want to say is that IACF it doesn't have any administrative cost. So right. all the money that we raise. We give out. Yeah. Right. So everybody else, time and money is there all in the right. They're all in the ring. And so the, one of the major differences is that you serve the Houston community. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We really appreciate everything you all are doing for the community. There's only one other organization yeah. here in town for this organization. It's Club 24 mm -hmm. Plus mm -hmm. that does the same. But it's, it's a little different concept. Uh, but you, you are purely community-based. So Correct. congratulations, gentlemen, and all the best of luck. Thank you. On the gala. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, folks, we will be back after these commercial messages. Don't go away. This is Indo American News. We'll go to our last guest who's already outside waiting on us. And the, the, it's Jyotika Jyotika Karve. Yeah. Right. Karve. Jyotika Karve. Yeah. She's already waiting outside. And she's an artist and a curator and right. gallerist. And she's all the way, come all the way from Bombay mm -hmm. Mumbai. To, sh to share all this with us. So we'll be right Stay back. Stay tuned. All right. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramon. Indo-American Indo News Radio. Here ko parakhne mein vak lagta hai. Aur jis here par maharaja ki nazar padti hai, wo zindagi bhar chamakta hai. Custom wedding jewelry and holiday gifts for the one you love. Maharaja, bringing diamonds to life. 5821 Hillcroft, 713-784-5673. Happy holidays from Maharaja Diamonds. 
discount power is offering special discounted rates for the masala family our listeners sponsors and the employees get special masala rates let me tell you where to go to sign up www.discountpowertx.com/masalaradio these rates are not published anywhere else all new customers get $50 credit when you sign up go now to discountpowertx.com/masalaradio and get the discount this is a limited time offer discount power is a proud sponsor of masala radio and our energy partner pct 10177 for 8 years some kran thai kitchen has been the chic dining spot that serves authentic thai food that is traditional spicy and creatively modern come taste our signature dishes like heavenly meat crispy red snapper thai ceviche phuket prawns bangkok baby back ribs desserts like jackfruit creme brulee and cocktails like naga fireball voted best overall best thai best patio and best pet friendly by the houston chronicle so kran thai kitchen in uptown park close to river oaks memorial and posto for reservations 7139939096 Kim Cho, my name is Koshi Shaw. I am an insurance agent for your healthcare needs. Enrollment period for Medicare is October 15 to December 7. And for ACA Obamacare, November 1st through January 15, I can help you understand your Medicare and ACA needs. Please call me. Kai pan sawal hoy, mu tamne help karis. Mari service totally free cha. Mane phone karjo 8322823515. What's up kar so toye chal हेलो रे हेलो पर तेरी पायल देखो घर के सर नीचे ये पाव का दर्द ना आई डोंट इवन फील लाइक वेयरिंग माय हील्स टुनाइट। अरे श्रीवल्ली तू टेंशन मत ले तेरा पुष्पा तेरे को बेस्ट डॉक्टर के पास लेके जाएगा डॉक्टर शफीक प्रसला एपिक फुट एंड एंकल सेंटर शुगरलैंड में एपिक फुट एंड एंकल सेंटर इज अ स्टेट ऑफ द आर्ट प्रैक्टिस इन शुगरलैंड दे ऑफर मेडिकल एंड सर्जिकल सोल्यूशन फॉर फुट पेन डॉक्टर प्रसला ट्रीट फुट पेन बनियन फ्लैट फीट टो डिफॉर्मिटीज फ्रैक्चर्स एंड स्पोर्ट्स मेडिसिन मैं मसाला फॉर ट्वेंटी of their cutting edge PRP plasma therapy epicfootandankle.com 2815010018 Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio Hello everyone we're back again this is Indo American News Radio and we're doing our last 20 minutes we you normally go into entertainment and sports and films and so on and so forth but we have a special guest here who uh is only here for this weekend and then she's going back to India and we really wanted to feature her jo- uh, Jyotika Karve right Okay, and Sanchali, please tell us more about her. Yeah, so Jyotika Karve is an art graduate and postgraduate from Mumbai. She's a curator and gallerist at present. Her knowledge of Indian art has a background of over thirty years, and currently she runs a gallery of her collection in Mumbai. Her studies encompass many global art biennials and art shows, keeping her abreast with contemporary as well as rich ethnic Indian art. She's often invited to talk at Ivy League educational institutes and is consulted for her expertise by wealth managers. An artist who has merged her passion for travel with her curatorial skills and her vision for collecting rare and soon to be forgotten art. 
This fascinating collection has been possible only due to her stubbornness to find the source and encourage the artists to continue with the art form. The main aim being to keep the art form alive so that the artists are not forced to move to urban areas with menial jobs, thus resulting in the art form to be lost forever. Buying from the gifted village artists encourages them to continue and enhance our Indian heritage. Sourcing these artworks from the origin, often villages, curating them to, um, will be, uh, to hold their own in modern art. Uh, art fairs has been a long endeavor. She has been instrumental in promoting amateur and professional artists through exhibitions in India, Dubai, Singapore, and now the U.S. Her curated collection was disp displayed for the Art Expo New York in April 2022 and in November 2022 in Spectrum, Miami. The rich variety of this collection is presented with careful assessment of the skill factor and asset value. So welcome to our show, Jyotika. Thank can you, you. Thank can, you. Of course. I mean, thank you for, you know, making the time to come <laughs> and meet with us in the My studio. And uh, we are really looking forward to your... Uh, uh, you're doing another one, right? Yes, I'm doing one in uh, Miami uh, as of next week. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I will be going to India from Miami directly, but I'll be in Miami this week, um, all of next week. Oh, oh, okay. I see. So you're going to be flying from Miami to, to Bombay? Yes. Back to Mumbai. Take there's a direct flight from Miami to Mumbai? Thank God for that. The there airline? is? <laughs> yes, there is. What airline is that? Emirates. Oh, wonderful. So you, they go through the, Dubai? Dubai, yes. So they fly across Africa? I am thinking <laughs> so. <laughs> as long as they reach me yeah. there in PM. As long as you get there. Yeah. Tell us about what kind of uh, fare or... Uh, so um, um, there is a company called Redwood, which is based in New York. Mm -hmm. And they have fares all over the states, uh, in San Diego, everywhere. And they help us go from one fare to the other. I see. Uh, they encourage us, in fact. And they encourage us by sending our freight, uh, you know, artworks, which are really big sometimes. So in when I did the New York fair, they, and I told them that I'm in Miami, they helped me send the paintings from New York to Miami, which oh, is really great. encouraging. And, you know, because it costs us a lot of money to send freight. Sure. And the artworks are very delicate. They have to be insured. They have to be taken care of. So, so but the artwork is brought here to exhibit or to sell? Both. Ah, okay. So people but, can buy them when they yes, see Yes, they can buy them too. And also, <laughs> um, because I'm, I have exclusive Indian art, mm -hmm. which is not really in the white cube effect, because modern art is more about NFTs and uh, abstractism, mm -hmm. modernism, whereas I have traditional ethnic Indian works. And I want to put it out there because in my mind, they are contemporary in their own way. Sure. You mm -hmm. know, and India being so vast and so varied, we have very nice pieces. They're very authentic. Yes, absolutely. So Let how do you collect uh, the, this artwork? So I, because I'm really passionate about it and I can see that with COVID and other problems, uh, the artists are leaving their art uh, uh, behind and going into towns to get a livelihood and oh, support okay. their families so because their art is not being supported enough so uh -huh. what I do is I buy the art off them oh, I don't okay. I'm not on commission I buy it off them put it in our stock put it on the net you know everywhere but and they, then this, sell them so this ties up a lot of your own personal money. That's right. But it helps me keep the artists in the village and keep making more art. And that's the whole goal. So, but the, do you sell the art uh, in India too? Yes, all over the world. 
in india too mostly in india actually you mentioned uh, paintings so yes. is it just paintings or do you have other handicrafts so items? no i don't deal in handicrafts it's just two dimensional art mostly but uh, we tend to forget that in india two dimensional art happens on marble it happens on leather mm-hmm. it happens on canvas it happens on many many media and it, it i haven't crossed the thr- threshold into handicraft because then the the It'll spectrum is yeah. huge. too much yeah. Yeah. yeah so where do you find most of these artists then? in the villages in which, the, which all part? over in which all part? over india so if i want Uh, uh, like if I want Orissa art, I will be going to Orissa, going to Puri, because they have patachitras which are of a specific region. Yes. If I want Madhubani's, I will be in uh, Bihar or in uh, West Bengal. If I want Kali Ghat, I'll be in Calcutta. If I want Varli, I'll be in Ma- Maharashtra. So I source it right from the artisans that have traditions of seven generations, eight generations. What And got you what, started? What uh, website uh, do you have that have people webs- can see? Yeah, I have a website called Ninety Seven Art and Ideas, uh-huh. and uh, all my most of my stuff is on that oh, okay. but um, uh, i also uh, like people to call me directly because they have many questions in art and um, i give free advice on whether they should buy not buy how to check it how not to check it and i never charge a dime so, oh, okay. so how, how, how do, did how, you get started in how, this excuse me how do they call you uh, i have a number and the but num- otherwise my name at gmail is the best way to get in touch with me Jyotika Karve yeah. at gmail dot com. Yeah, my full name. J y o t i k a k a r v e at gmail dot com. Perfect. So, how did you get started in so this? So, what? what happened is I'm from JJ School of Art, which mm. is in in Mumbai, yeah. and um, we had a lot of vernacular uh, students, and they all spoke Marathi. And I was I am primarily from Maharashtra, so exposed a lot to Marathi. I born, brought up in that area. and then somebody just in the course of one of our meetings he said you know there's no maharashtrian art and i was like what <laughs> how can that be possible you know mm-hmm. and i said no i'm going to go and find it and then i started searching and researching and i found a lot of stuff because what happened is in india we were colonized and we had principalities so we really didn't have state boundaries mm-hmm. it is only after independence that we have state boundaries so Correct. now you can say maharashtrian art or orissan art or bihari art but at that time it was just indian art correct mm-hmm. so now the the artists are sort of fused in the states you know mm-hmm. and now they're being segregated but uh, so i have been researching and researching my heart out and then getting to them so i i have a question about the effect that your uh, your actions are doing i mean you're buying this art from these yeah. uh, these impoverished artists in some cases in some cases in yes. some cases uh, the art is dying out because yes. their next generation is not yes. going into it yes. but what is the effect of your your generosity here are you able to make a dent um i hope to and the other thing is that when uh, what i'm seeing is that the skill you know they have their their skill takes a lot of time so if they're going to take 4 months and 5 months to make one piece they've started reducing the size of the pieces so they finish it quicker oh. and they've become more touristy so the tourists get to buy them so that they can keep their art running but the skill factor is going down because of that mm-hmm. and the 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 sections that had artworks that were you know spanning walls 
are now spanning postcards you know oh. so they it's reduced to that level right, sure. so it's it's getting different but i'm hoping to make a big dent because i actually go in there and i never argue on the price as long as it's affordable to me i pick it up and i put it in my stock and i put it with all the other paintings on my so side so do you commission any artists to do no, a certain piece no, of work no, or no no not at all and in fact i take it as as it is like because oh. they have their own ideas and their own pictures sure. and their own colors so it's it's lovely to see that and jyotika have some artists become more popular uh, than oh, others um yes they have uh, but uh, because of exposure to uh, the global market so there are people uh, in europe and in in the far east who are supporting some of the sections of society where art is large like uh, madhubani's for instance but um what i'm not liking is they're making them paint on saris and dupattas and mm-hmm. cushion covers which really it's getting diluted yeah it's yes. not really the way to go you know because it's sad that we we can't accept it we're not willing to spend 100 bucks on a piece of art but we can easily go out there you know i i remember reading about a corporation i think it was uh, um um what uh what was the Indian uh, airline company in in Indi- India no Indi- IndiJet Indigo Indigo yeah, yeah. one of the, either that or or Tata's okay one of or, or the Taj group okay. i think that maybe is the Tata's Taj. yeah so they w- actually went in and they started helping this the silk weavers yes with the saris yes. and so on so so forth. the Tata group which is also Air India also the Taj group and they also own the largest museum in Mumbai Oh really? Uh so they are very very good in patronizing art, good art. They have a fabulous collection. They have everything from modern art to old art and they have I mean they are patronizing it to a very large extent. Right. But then what happens is it's corporate, right? right. Mm-hmm. They don't get into it individually and there are individual artists that are really hard up you know? which is where you come in this is where i come in I so see. i can help the individual artists and if i can feed one family then that family continues to make that kind of art and then sure. that's good you know that's really good do you, do you have a gallery of your own in bombay i do i do i have a gallery where is in it? andheri in varsova oh i see okay what's the name the name is 97 art oh okay that which so you mentioned so h- how do you price these items is it based on the amount of time they spend on each piece or Yes, primarily on the time that they spend, uh, also the the price at which I bought it mm. because then it you know how it goes the selling price, the cost sure. price plus profit whatever. What and uh, why do you call it 97 arts? Because the 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 space in which I work my office is number 97 <laughs> very good very and nice. we were looking for a name forever and we were thinking oh this or oh, that and i thought damn we live we we have a house <laughs> it's it's an individual place like this this uh-huh. setup you have it's mm-hmm. the same kind of place and it's number 97 so do you have other people who are partnering with you uh no i i'm a lone ranger <laughs> oh okay okay <laughs> so that keeps me uh, very very busy yeah do you intend to come back to houston with some yes i intend to come in february So I see so you're going to have an art showing in February? N- not really but I intend to have a talk on art. 
hopefully in February or March. Oh, I see. Just a talk. Yes, I want to um, initiate it myself so that I can share some of the knowledge and the research that I've had done over the years. I want to share it and I'm, I'm willing to share it free of cost. I'm not asking anybody to pay for anything. Will you uh, once again stay with Parolji? Always. Uh, <laughs> always. That's my mecca. Oh, so okay. For folks who, who maybe we didn't point this out, but Parol Fernandez, she's uh, with us in the studio too. And she is the one that uh, Jyotika is staying with while she's here. Parul is, of course, a well-known figure in the Houston market, in the Houston community. She's a, she's a director of the Indo ICC India Culture Center, right? Yes, yes, she says yes. And she was a professor at University of Houston. Yeah, that was the director for international studies and programs. At Wonderful. Yeah. So it's good to have you here. Thank you. And she's a, a bon vivant. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're almost out of time. Well, thank you so much, thank Jyotika. You. Thank you. Yeah, and yeah, good luck to your venture. Thank you. Right, thank and you. we really appreciate you coming and in, making the time, and you. then uh, looking forward to your talk whenever and, and, you come here next. And I must say thank you to the people of Houston. They have been so kind. They have, they have uh, allowed me spaces where I could never have gone before. So thank you, the Indian community of Houston. Well, there Wonderful. you go. Well, Most welcome. We, we are known to be big-hearted as a community goes and very active, too. Yes. Right. And Texas so is called the friendly state. So. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And there's, there's a few people who we would, uh, you know, take out of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like Jawahar. But I wanted you to know. Like the, the story, person who just spoke. Story of those. Uh, Chitrakatis? Yeah. We've only got two minutes. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So That's there's, interesting. There's story. a story about, uh, if you know the Ramayana, the Ram and Sita don't have any stories of mishaps in the night. Uh -huh. But there's this tribe that call themselves Thakurs. Uh -huh. And they were guarding the Ram and Sita at night on the uh, trees. Oh, okay. But because they were untouchables, they never came to the forefront. Uh -huh. And they have uh, drawn paintings of what they saw of Ram oh, and Sita. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. And I'm doing a, a research book on them. And I will be writing a book on so them. So it's all wow, the nice. aerial, aerial view, aerial charts. <laughs> aerial views, yes. Probably. And well, they knew how Ram looked and Sita looked and stuff like that's that. That's wonderful. Well, ladies, thank you very much once again. I thank hate you. to push you, but we're almost out of time. And thank you. We're going to say our goodbyes. And folks, okay. next week we will have Ashok Rao again. And, yeah, and, and Jyoti will be doing her show. Uh, she'll be doing songs based on Rag Bhairavi. Uh, and uh, and I will not be in town, so we will have uh, okay. some other guests that, that are chosen by uh, Sanchali and Pramod. Certainly. And uh, if you want to be on the show, just give us a call. You can call us at 713-789-6397 uh, or drop us a line at indoamericannews at yahoo.com. Yes, that would be wonderful. All right, folks. We're out of right. here. See you next week. Bye yeah. for now. Enjoy the great weather and uh, be safe. Uh, yes, and uh, be kind to each other. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I mean, we you should we, start with the person who's <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. But fo Good night, folks. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs> 